Welcome to Your Pathways to Wealth, where Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are on a mission to bring clarity to the world of finances. Together, they bring a wealth of knowledge to help you uncover a way to simplify your financial life. Join Charlie and Peter and their guest experts as they venture to help you preserve what you've built and enjoy what you've earned. Now, let's talk wealth. You've built a successful business and you love running it. But what about the future and retirement? When should you start planning an exit transition? It's not too early to think about that, as today's guest will explain. Michael Brinkley is with your hosts, Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian. Now, Michael has a law degree and is a CFP and certified exit planning advisor. He's worked in financial services for nearly 25 years and brings a wealth of experience to high net worth clients. So Charlie and Peter, how do you know Michael? Well, we're fortunate enough to have Michael part of our team at Wealth Enhancement Group. And Patrice, as you know, on, on this podcast, Peter and I usually like to discuss financial topics, which really have the most general appeal. However, on this episode, we're going to narrow that focus down a little bit to business owners and how they can prepare themselves for exit strategy. But there's still some crossover to listeners who are listening and may not own a business. And, and what I mean by that is you don't wake up one morning and say to yourself, I want to retire tomorrow. Well, you can say that, but if you haven't planned for months, if not years for that retirement, it's going to almost be impossible to have a successful retirement. Similarly, as a business owner, it takes months, but most likely years to prepare for an exit from the company you have built. And the other similarity is building the right team, the right team for retirement and the right team for exiting your business. As I said, at Wealth Enhancement Group, Peter and I are real fortunate to have Michael Brinkley as part of our team. And as you mentioned, in addition to being an attorney, Michael is a certified exit planner. So, Michael, welcome. Thank you, Charlie. I'm super excited to be with you all here today talking about business owner exit planning. Thanks so much. That's great. Our pleasure. So before we jump into it, can you just explain a little bit about what a certified exit planner is, how you receive that de designation, and, and what it is that you do with that designation? Yeah, the Certified Exit Planning Advisor designation, or SEPA as we call it, is awarded by the Exit Planning Institute and involves coursework and in-person attendance of classes that certify and prepare advisors to talk with business owners and to walk them through the process of having the most successful successful exit from their business possible, much, much like the certified financial planner designation requires ongoing continuing education and really is really a rewarding path to helping business owners address one of the most impactful and important financial events that they will face over the course of their ownership of the business and in their lifetimes. That's great. And is that designation, I mean, is there a lot of people with that de designation? Now, I've been in this, Peter and I have been in this business for decades. And honestly, it's one of those designations we don't see a lot. Yeah. That's right. That's correct. I will tell you that it is gaining in really an exponential amount of traction out in the world, you will begin to see it more and more frequently as increasingly numbers of, of advisors in the world recognize the importance of just how much business owners need and are really looking for this type of specialized advice. 
So, so let's talk a little bit about that advice. And let's kind of start from the beginning. If, if you're going to sit down with a business owner, and I'm just curious to see how you start this conversation, what are some of the things that probably you're going to bring to the table that an, that an advisor that doesn't have this experience wouldn't be able to, the, you know, the types of questions you would ask that someone may not, and, the th- and how you're going to lead an owner down the path to understanding and helping them accomplish their exit strategy? Yeah, similar to how we all kind of typically start our relationship, it's a conversation about what are the objectives that you want to accomplish as you think about life going forward and what you want, how you want to write your future as the author of your future. How is it that you want the progression of your life and how you're going to have this business be part of that? Is it a timeline that you want to keep flexible? Is it a hard and fast deadline that you're trying to accomplish the exit by? Let's understand what it is that's driving the idea behind the timeline and the outcome or what the desired result for the business exit is. And then let's make sure that we are being cognizant of not only the um, financial impacts of that in terms of any tax consequences and providing for retirement income security, but let's also think about what the difference in day-to-day life looks like for a business owner who's been probably pouring 25 hours a day, eight days a week into the business. Let's not only think about the windfall of cash that might result from the exit of the business, but let's be very intentional about addressing the windfall of time that will result in that business owner's life from the exit of the business. Michael, what would you say the timing of that is? Meaning, let's say a business owner really has no intention of selling, and ultimately it's really not top of mind for them. So what would you say to to a business owner such as that? A great question. And I will say that the best time to start exit planning is yesterday. But since we can't start yesterday, we'll do the next best thing and let's start today. And I'll use, a, I'll use an expression that's very important in any SEPA's discussion point. Exit strategy is good business strategy. And it's not beneficial to think about exit strategy as separate and apart from business strategy. Rather, it's concurrent with business strategy. So when folks think about on a day-to-day basis, building a strategy to make their business profitable, that's, that's usually the isolated way in which business owners think about business strategy. Incorporating exit strategy provides measurable value now. Even though you may be planning for an event that's sometime in the uncertain future, doing so now delivers tangible, measurable value today as you are doing it, along with what is typically thought about as business strategy. So I guess to that point, how do transactions typically occur? So for instance, an acquirer who's looking to buy another company, how long do they wait around? Meaning if a 
business owners currently not prepared in this instance, how long will they actually wait for all the information that they need in order to provide um, some sort of bid? Yeah, so it's important to always be ready for that unexpected phone call or offer from a potential buyer. That potential buyer could be a private equity firm, or it could be a competitor, or it could even be a supplier. I've seen all three cases, and the important part of making sure that those conversations get off on the right foot to allow for a successful outcome is for the business owner to have their I's dotted and T's crossed and always be ready for that when the monopoly man knocks on the door with his top hat and monocle and cane and $100 bills falling out of his pocket asking how much your business is worth to be ready to not only have a defendable way to justify the valuation that the business owner is placing on the business, but also to be ready to make sure that the business owner can demonstrate the transferability of the profitability of the business to that potential buyer. The more compelling ways in which that business owner can defend the transferability of that profitability to the buyer, the more appealing and attractive that business will be to the buyer and the faster the transaction process will occur. I, I think that's such a great point, Michael. And, and again, even in retirement, you know, a lot of times we, we, we plan for our clients, even though retirement may not be for 10 years from today, we, we always say, hey, let's plan if, as if it's tomorrow in case you have to retire for whatever reason there may be. I mean, I remember a CPA telling me that he counsels his clients to look at their business as if every year they're going to sell their business, to your point, so that they'll always be prepared. Um, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that Peter and I see is that they're just not prepared. So can you talk about some of the other common mistakes that you're seeing business owners make, um, whether they're getting prepared for a sale or, to your point, they're just really never prepared for the sale? Yes. Typical obstacles that ultimately end up with the result of the business not transacting tend to revolve around the business being too dependent on the owner and the owner not developing enough bench strength to make it compelling to the buyer that the profitability of the business will be transferable. When the business owner walks out the door, if all the profitability or the ability for profitability walks out with him or her, there's not a whole lot that's compelling to the buyer in that type of scenario. Other types of obstacles that might have the tendency to prevent a deal from transacting are potentially too much customer concentration, too, too much concentration of the profitability of the business associated with one or two or three top customers. Again, something along the lines that, that might prevent a sale would be also that the business is too reliant on a supplier. You've seen, we've seen somewhat examples of this in the pandemic where businesses might have been too reliant on China, for instance, businesses having suppliers in China where the goods just simply couldn't get here to support the business's needs and resulted in a loss of revenue as a result of that. So those are some common issues that have to be addressed 
on the front end in the course of exit planning to make sure that negotiations go smooth and the defendability of the transferability of the profitability is there. Yeah, and you know, Peter and I have gone through this, you know, merging with Wealth Enhancement Group three years ago and and having to put all the financials together. We we learned firsthand the amount of work that goes into us, but all into this. But what we also learned firsthand is the importance of surrounding yourself with the right team. And and what I mean by that, before I ask you the question, is a lot of business owners feel somewhat indebted to the CPA that helped them get to where they are. What they don't realize is they may, that may not be the CPA to help them with the transaction. And Peter and I experienced that. We had to change CPAs for that exact reason. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of the team? And do you see that a lot with the changing of the CPA is so important when you go through this transition? Absolutely. I'm so glad you raised that point because it's such a common issue where business owners want to be loyal to the CPA that they've been with for 20 years and not realizing that they've probably outgrown that CPA some number of years ago and really need more advisory firepower in terms of getting a CPA on the team that has experience with helping to walk business owners through all the potential tax traps that will lie in the path of having a successful exit. Um, similarly, having the right attorney, having an actual M&A deal attorney associated with the team rather than just, well, I really like this person. They did my real estate closing for my primary residence and my residential and my secondary home. It's great to have that relationship, but to have somebody on your deal team that has the experience to deal with experienced, motivated, educated buyers who are naturally going to have an advantage over you because they've done deals before in the past. So you, you can't go into the deal handicapping yourself with a team that hasn't been able to walk through this experience multiple times and match head on the experience and the documents and all of the other considerations that the that the buyer's team, they're going to have experienced CPAs and experienced attorneys. So assembling the correct team far enough in advance of the transaction is always going to be the most beneficial way for an owner to approach a business exit. We would also add a lot of people tend to overestimate the value of a good investment banker. Ultimately, they have the experience, they have a pulse on the street in regards to creating a good match. And so we do think that although certainly they can be expensive, there is a, a big value there for many business owners on an exit. No question. And I'm glad you raised the point because two, two other important team members to have you mentioned the investment banking team that's going to provide a lot of good insight as to what a defendable valuation of the business is, and then also be able, as negotiations progress, talk about different structures and how those are going to impact the buyer. And then, of course, always having 
a certified exit planning advisor, and a certified financial planner associated with the team that's going to be able to give the owner foresight and projections about just exactly how whatever deal structures are being discussed, how those are ultimately going to affect that business owner's lifestyle. Because the business owner has a certain lifestyle and will have a certain expectation as to what that lifestyle looks like after business. Being able to project that with as much certainty as possible and being able to be nimble to provide differing types of projections as deal negotiations change, give the business owner a lot of personal security and sleep at night factor about just how is this business exit going to impact the rest of my life. The, the other thing that we see a lot, Michael, is a lot of business owners own their own building. And questions Peter and I get a lot when one of our clients are contemplating it, they ask us, well, should I include the real estate in the deal? In which we always say, no, it doesn't, I guess it, most times it doesn't make sense, but how do you, how do you approach that question? Yeah, Charlie, again, it, it goes back to what does the business owner want? Let's craft the path of this exit as closely as possible to what the business owner wants. If that's a component that they still want for their life, then let's incorporate that into the deal and build it in such a way as to make sure we're harvesting all of the, whatever tax advantages might exist from whatever decision the business owner wants to make so that we can project as closely as possible what the result of what their personal motivations are. If ultimately they decide they would rather harvest an advantage of not keeping it or keeping it, which might be different than what their personal motivations are, but they might want, they might see the value of doing it differently and let the financial advantage outweigh their personal motivations. But at least talking about it and approaching it from first where their personal motivations are and then letting them make an informed decision about whether they want to let the, the numbers change that. I think giving them as much flexibility from the beginning to accomplish their personal objectives and backing into then what ends up being the best ultimate structure. And what about family businesses, since we've come across them so many times? you know, How would you treat this process differently if you're selling to a family member versus an outside party? Great question, because many, many business owners very much prize the ability to pass the business along and pass the legacy of a business that, that they've had a lot of personal rewards running, growing, building, running the next generation. Um, family dynamics is a huge component and a huge issue that has to be addressed well in advance of the contemplated exit date. It's, it's incredibly important and there are all kinds of statistics that demonstrate that the main cause of failure of businesses that get passed from one generation to the other is a lack of preparation, not only in terms of preparing the individual 
that's been selected to run the business and making sure that that person has the adequate experience and competency, but also in the owner's regret in not making sure that they've addressed issues with other family members that might not be in the business and addressing what we call the issue of fair versus equal. It's it's really an important family dynamic issue that if it's not done right, ends up being a chronic issue and interferes with the personal relationships that the business owner has with family members. Sometimes fair doesn't mean equal, but there are a lot of details to work out in arriving at those conclusions, and they can only be arrived at just working through the details, working through the personal and highly emotional issues associated with transferring a business. For any business owner, the exit of their business is going to be an emotional issue, and a lot of business owners aren't prepared for just how emotional that exit will be for them. Then when you layer on a whole nother set of emotions from family members that will be associated with the exit, it, it really, it, it's a issue that requires a lot of intentional time and discussion and energy to work through because you never get a chance to do it over. You have to do it right the first time. And the only way to do that is to take an intentional approach to addressing, again, yes, the financial issues are, are important for sure, but it's the emotional issues attached with exit that not only usually take business owners by surprise, but ultimately are responsible for the statistic in our industry that says one year after exit, Three out of four business owners profoundly regret their decision to exit. And although their reflex tendency is to say it's because they didn't get what they wanted to get out of the business, after they do a little bit of digging and self-reflection, what they come to discover about themselves and about their exit is that they didn't take time to address the emotional issues associated with the exit. And, and Michael, it's such an important point. And, and whether it's retirement or exit strategy, the emotional component, the psychological component of what do I do tomorrow? You know, I lived that in my own personal life with my grandfather, who was a builder. He built his last home at 82 or 83 years old, and he loved what he did. When he retired, he he so quickly went into a state of depression because financially he was fine. That did not matter, but he, he didn't know what he was doing every day. Now he had nothing to do. And that's why I think the emotional component is so underrated and that has to be planned for just as much as the financial component. No question about it. It's uh, it's going to be the key to whether the exit is ultimately viewed as successful or not. Yeah. And the, the great news about it is that it's, it's all fixable. These are not results that the business owner is doomed to face. It's only a matter of how well prepared is the business owner and how much have they worked through all of the issues, which is why it's so important, again, to involve an exit planning specialist far, far in advance of the perceived or anticipated exit date. 
the desire to exit is uh, is for some people maybe not as strong, but like I tell everyone, you will exit your business. It's guaranteed. You will exit it either vertically or horizontally. You will exit it either intentionally or accidentally. Let's plan for the inevitable now. Even though we might, it may not happen along the way, you will derive much benefit starting immediately from doing exit planning because again exit strategy is good business strategy yeah this mike uh this has been so insightful I could, we could probably keep you on for another two hours because we've yeah. just touched the surface uh with this and you know what i'm really excited about you know i, I was telling peter having you part of our team, I, I sent out an email internally and said, next year, one of our goals is to hold a series of seminars with you and business owners, you know, throughout our area, which is Long Island. And uh, I see they recognize that need. And as we're speaking, I got an email that says business owner seminar series discussion. I'm excited by that. I'm excited he about hearing more from you and, and our clients getting to learn from your experiences as well. Thank you so much, Charlie. You're absolutely right. We really have just touched on the surface of such a broad topic and such a fascinating, rewarding way to help people work through issues that not only that they might not even be aware of, but just addressing the issues that they do know about. And as we continue to peel back the layers of the onion, dive into all of the ways in which we can help guide business owners to what they view as ultimately a successful exit of what is probably the balance sheet asset that represents 80% of their net worth, maybe even a little bit more. So these are extremely important issues for business owners and future generations, their future generations of their family. So helping folks with these issues is the most rewarding work that I've done in my almost 25 years of experience with financial services. Well, again, Michael, we, we look forward to learning from you and for all our clients, learning some valuable insight from you as well. So again, thank you so much for taking your time to be with Peter and myself today. Yes, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity, guys, and I look forward to it. Great. Before we wrap this up, gentlemen, how can people reach you? You could always reach us at our office at 631 777 1030 or visit us online at yourpathwaystowealth.com. I'm sorry, I just wanted to add one thing because we had Michael on. If if somebody's listening and says, I really like to get some additional insight from, from Michael, just email us and we'd be happy to put you in touch with him. Fantastic. Fantastic. So listeners, there you go. You heard him. Email, call, and plan for your successful business exit and retirement. It could make a big difference in your future. Also, follow or subscribe to this podcast for additional episodes of Your Pathways to Wealth, and please share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Your Pathways to Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at Wealth Enhancement Group or give us a call at 1-800-492-1222. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available.
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Wealth Enhancement Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.